everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I'm Tim. And I am Willie. We're going to be talking about Flesh Eater a little <laughs> bit. A movie that we had never seen before. No. And now we have. I think we are both. We're changed men. We're FFs. Flesh Eater fans. <laughs> That's right. FEFs. That is right. A couple of quick pieces of feedback that, as you know us, will never be quick. Um, no. Uh, I wanted to uh, mention this. We On our Tiny Terror, you talked a little about revisiting the Saw series. We got a very mm. nice... Um, tweet from Joe that said, I do go on a road trip for work where I drove for approximately 10 hours round trip and I took you guys along with me. Listen to the podcast nonstop there and back. Incredible work. Um, he texted me a lot during this too, but uh, he says, are we going to be getting a Saw X episode in the future is what he wants oh. to know. Um, I call it Saw X, by the way. Yeah, that's way cooler. Um, yeah, I think we could do it. Um, I got to get to the series first. Yeah, I gotta get through Joe and I all of them. You guys have a have a we have a long standing thing. We have both been out of town and we have not been able to get together for this one yet. But I wanna say this. I feel like Saw movies were always released around Halloween anyway. So we mm, still have yeah. some time to really keep the tra- tradition alive. It's true. So. Did you guys see Spiral together? We did. And Man, we saw Jigsaw together. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um so it's ma- I am it's ho- hoping in the next couple of weeks we can get together. I've already talked to him about it. Yeah. So are you uh going to a Saw movie with a drink or two in you, or are you like going straight laced? Where are you at with Saw movies? I I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Actually, they could go either way. I feel like about drunk movies a little mm. later, but I like you know what? Like with a lot of franchises, horror franchises, I'm like a little drink or two. A drink or two is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Loosen it up. A bit. I think that's part yep. of the fun, and because part of the fun with the Saw movies is watching the traps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, that's all that matters. Yeah. With the franchise. Although right? I've heard things about this one that make it sound like it's got a pretty, like, kind of like an emotional core to it. I've heard it's pretty good. I've heard it's pretty good, too. Yeah. I'm really. Like, legitimately. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, to answer Joe's question, yeah, I think we. Good. I, I think we can get together, you and I, and do a Saw X episode at some point, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I'd be down. Um. Yeah, let me get through. It might be a little while. I got. Uh, eight more movies to get, to get through <laughs> my rewatch, but uh, yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, it um, might be once it comes out on like digital or whatever, like yeah, the whatever. Yeah, for service sure. Or, I'd rent yeah. it on Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Do you, uh, do you know anything about the movie? Any, any spoilers or anything? You know what? I don't. Good. I'm. Good. S- it rocks being old and out of the loop. Not yeah. Because I'm not spoiled. Like if even if I do see spoilers, like it's gone from it's my gone. head. Okay. <laughs> You will get back to a point where it comes back, like okay, that comes back, okay. If 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 it, if it goes anything like me, like cause for I was like that for a while, for a couple of years, and now it's back to where I like if I see something, I generally retain it, which is a bummer. But uh, there's some fun stuff for Saw uh, X, so yeah. Okay, cool. All right, all right. Um, and then real quick about our Crow episode, mm. um, I want to bring up a couple of pieces. Um, Weapon X Qual. On Instagram, said it was one of his all-time favorite movies. I hope we did it justice for him. I really like our Crow episode that we just recorded. I thought we did yeah. a good job. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I and I wanted to bring it up, too, because it's a little bit lower I've seen. And I think it was uh, as far as listens mm. for us. Um, but I think it was because it released in like the middle of the week. So I wanted to remind everybody, we did an episode on The Crow. Um, it was just released at a different yeah. time. Yeah, it could be that it's not straight horror, too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. So check it out, because I just wanted to point people, because I was pretty happy with the way that one came out. I liked out. that episode a lot, yeah. Um, and John, co-hosts 
of the Midwest Game Nerds. Is pure hatred? <laughs> John, I got to give him credit for hating. He hated on Instagram, and then he hated on in the Discord. So, so double hater. Yeah. On so the cure. John is one of the more easygoing, like, yes. just like fun to be around, lighthearted guys that you'll ever meet, ever. Yeah. Um, when you bring up "Burn" by the Cure, or just the Cure, there's a different side of John that you see, um, because he I, loves Burn. Okay. He'll tell you that. Yes, he loves the song. But then he'll make sure to tell you that everything else they did was trash after that, like or before he, and after that. He said the only good song by The Cure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then in, in the Discord, he made yep. sure to. Yep. So I just wanted to point that out and, and tell everybody to go listen to the Midwest Game Nerds. But uh, yeah, John and I are kind of, I think we are kind of similar in that way. Where if, like I don't like The Cure. Well, that song rules. I just mean but... like if I get. Oh, uh, yeah. Like if, if you bring up like something that like mm-hmm. I've. I've decided I hate it. That you're very passionate about. Here's the thing, though. I don't really, like, I I don't really actually hate that much stuff anymore. I've become, like, so weak. But I always have to, like, if you bring up something that I, like, said I hated at one point, I have to stick to that, and I have to at least, like, I, have to, I have to commit to the bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I... I no, and I'm not saying that... Do I do that? I don't know. Do I do that? I'm trying maybe. to Maybe. I'm trying... There's, like, one thing... Do I hate stuff? Yes, and I can't remember, but if okay. like if I bring it up, Alien if, Three. No, because I don't even hate Alien Three no, anymore. There's something else. I'm over that. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. if it's movie related. I anyway, don't know. and I'm not saying John is not uh, a pure hater of the Cure. I'm just saying he's, he's a hater. He's I love it. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with being a hater, by the way. Nah, hate all you want. No, it's fine. But the thing is, John appreciates the fact that some people like the Cure. He's yeah. not like hating on the people that enjoy their music. He's just like I think that they suck. <laughs> I, but the thing is, like I like the Cure, but not enough to like defend them. And no. when I say I like the Cure, I just like the popular Cure songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, and the one song from like the Rules of Attraction soundtrack. Um, Rule. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk about a theater experience for me. Yeah. Woo. There was a handy going on. It's not a- for me. Not to me. Or from me. Yeah, that's an interesting movie to get a handy during. It was. <laughs> it was with somebody I went to the theater with. Okay. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. They were sitting next to me. I would imagine, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they were trying to like play it off, like, like I didn't figure it out. I'm like, guys. I think the Cure song is six different ways. Did they get a handy during six different ways? Pro- six different ways. You know, I'm not song. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that song. Um, I did that's not, my favorite Cure. Song. I didn't like that movie anyway. Yeah, so. a lot of people like that movie. I, don't I know. liked. The, I so I haven't watched. It's one of those movies that hit me at like a time at the right time yeah. where I, I was I really loved it for a short amount of time, and I feel like it's a it's a Brady Sinellis, so like you kind of have to. Yeah, jive with him anyway. Who directed but, that? It was uh, what's his name? Uh, Tarantino. Roger was, Avery. Yeah, uh, I really liked it at the time, but I've not seen it since like being a big fan. Um, yeah, it had a great soundtrack though. Yeah, I remember it having a pretty good soundtrack. I, mean, I, I should probably revisit it at some point. Well, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I got other stuff to watch. I'll just be flashing back to Handy's. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else you want to get in the time machine? No, I think we can hop in. Um. Yeah, guys, send us feedback. Obviously. Um, yeah, comment on stuff. Yeah. We like to, we'll read it off and, and riff on it on the air. We love the engagement. We do. Uh, John, keep on hating, brother. Um, yeah. And Joe, that was very nice. Yeah. Like, that makes Ten and a so half happy. hours of us. 
Oh my god. That makes me so happy. Like I know that like obviously like like I mean gosh you and Tim go back to basically as long as you can remember. But I'm glad you could tolerate listening to me. <laughs> who we who you haven't known for that long, yeah. you know? Like we we've bonded. We've yeah. bonded, but I'm I'm happy to hear that that uh you know my voice was part of that journey as well. So thank you for that. All right, time let's machine. Hit, let's uh, hit this time machine. A, man, what is a good <laughs> Hold on. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. That's my It's a Hin- Is it Hinsman or Heinzman? I believe it is Heinzman. That's what I thought too. And then I watched a video today where someone was pronouncing it Hinsman and it's almost spelled Hinsman. I always thought it was Heinzman. I'm gonna say Heinzman. We're going with Heinzman. He's from the Pittsburgh area, correct? Yes. So and like Heinz is based out of there, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So spelled it's differently, Heinzman. but you know. <laughs> yes. We're gonna go Heinzman. I feel a little bit bad about not knowing this, but not that bad. I couldn't yeah. Uh, um August 17th, 1988 is when this movie had its video premiere from Magnum Entertainment. It was released under a couple different titles. I think Revenge of the Living Zombies. What was the other one that... Um, oh my gosh. There were like seven... Well, Zombie Noshers, I think was Zombie one. Zombie Noshers. Yeah. That's a great title, <laughs> so, by the way. Yes. Um, I was trying to find the other one. Maybe it'll come up later in my notes, I'm pretty sure. But let's, uh, it's the time machine, so let's see what's going on in August that Eight. week in 1988 when we're driving to the, uh, you and I are driving to the video store here. Yes. Because we, we've seen Flesh Eater is out. You, uh, how old are you at this point? You are four. I'm four. Mm-hmm. I'm two. Yes. I'm not watching Flesh Eater, so. <laughs> we're going there, we're like, man, I'm like, Willie, four years old. <laughs> I've just seen this new Bill Heinzman directed movie is out. It looks he looks like the guy from Night of the Living Dead. Which I think have. it might be him. It, <laughs> Twenty years later, um, George H. W. Bush was nominated for president. Mm. FDR died this week. Um, the number one movie. Well, let's go five to one as far as movies go. Okay, five was Cocktail. You like Cocktail? Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna take you. I like the song. Kokomo. Nah, I don't really like that song. Um, my dad. I won't turn it my off. My mom and dad watch Cocktail a lot. It's a very entertaining '80s movie, if I remember correctly. But it's like the, a weaker Young Cruise movie, right? Like Color of Money's better. Like Color of Money and Risky Business have like actual depth to them. They're both better movies. Whereas Coke or I keep calling it Kokomo. Yeah, um, um, cocktail is like it's like a cocktail. It's like a frothy cocktail. Cocktail is like. Top Gun without any substance. Which is insane to say. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's true. Yeah. There's at least a little bit there. Yeah. I've Top told Gun. you with uh, Top Gun, I've never understood that. Like, I, like, Top the Gun appeal? is- a, Oh, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. no, like, I oh, enjoy oh, Top Gun. I don't I understand do t- the plot of Top Gun. <laughs> oh, okay. I, so, I like, I like Top Gun. Yeah. But, like, I think I've told this story in the air, so I feel bad doing it again. Like, it's a lot of people's favorite movie. Yes. Like, a lot. Yeah. I don't get that. I like it, but like I said, like, every time I've watched it, I'm like, what is, what is the plot here? Like, are we like are we at war with the Russians? Like, what's happened? No one can explain it. <laughs> it's so uh, weird. It, who shoots Goose? Great soundtrack, though. So. Yeah, it's killer. Great soundtrack. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, number four, A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, John um, Cleese. John Cleese. Yeah. There was a, a pseudo sequel at one point, I believe. Oh yeah. 
fierce creatures. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Never. I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen the whole movie. This is a movie. Yeah, I've seen bits of. Yeah. It was big when it came out mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, yeah, I never, never really uh, partook in the. Fish called Wanda. So. Uh, number three, a movie that I'm, a lot of people will be watching, um, Die Hard, here in a couple months. Number three was Die Hard. Yep, I will be watching it as well. Do you watch Die Hard I'll during the holidays? Yeah, my, it's a, it's a um, and I want to say it was a tradition of mine and my brother's for a long time. It goes back a long time. Um, yeah. Die Hard and Scrooge is what we watch. Make yes, sure to watch every right. year. Um, I do Die Hard on Christmas Eve. Me too, yep. And then I do Santa Claus Conquers the Martians on Christmas nice. Day. nice. Of the two, yeah. the one-two combo. Yep. Number two. Mm. Speaking of great songs, oh, but that might be from Blaze of Glory. Is from the Bon Jovi songs from Young Guns too, right? Uh, Young Guns. Blaze of Glory. Uh, Young Guns. Yeah. Um, a movie that I used to love. Young Guns one. Young Guns one. Oh, it uh, kicks ass. One no, and two. Oh, they, they're both sweet. Young Guns one is like, I I am not ashamed to say, it's one of my favorite westerns of yeah. all time because it's hip. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. These cowboys. Young Guns Two is Blaze of Glory. These are which true. is a great song. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Bed of Roses but, is that from a Young Guns movie? Yes, okay. I believe so. Okay. Uh, the first Young Guns has a Bon Jovi song on it too, I think, though. But he wrote Blaze of Glory for specifically for um, Young Guns Two. He's actually him and Richie Sambora are actually in in Young Guns Two. Young Guns Two, mm-hmm. yes. I believe they both get shot and killed by Kiefer. Um, love Young Guns. LDP. Ugh. LDP. So, My man. Chuck Sheen. Um, the Young Guns soundtrack. Do, 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 do. I think it's Young Guns too. we we're thinking of with the soundtrack. I don't think Young Guns really has much. Yeah. As far as a soundtrack. Okay. That's right. Yep. Young Guns too is what we're thinking of when we're thinking of soundtracks. Either way. Yep. But... Uh, Love them both. Uh, mostly the first one. The second one is, it's still fun, but it loses a little bit, mm. certainly, of, you know. I haven't watched either since I was a kid. I just remember as a kid. Uh, like, they're, yeah, they're sick. Um, love me some Young Guns, yeah. Uh, number one movie in America. Uh, something related to what we do here. A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. The Dream Master. Dream Master, yeah. Randy Harlan. Yep. A lot of people love Dream Master. Dream Master is kind of the last of those originals that I like. Because um, then yeah. 5, I don't really like that much. And then Freddy's Dead is a disaster. What is up with 5s in these franchises? Yeah, they're bad, aren't When they? I think of horror franchises, 5s are almost always the yeah. worst. Almost. There's one where... No, 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 no. no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. A lot of people consider it the worst, but they're wrong. Yeah. Um, But God, Nightmare, Halloween. Yeah. like That one's actually... Yeah, not. That's the yeah. last Halloween movie I'd watch. I think there's worse ones. You you would watch Resurrection before. I think I would too. Actually. I would too. It's funnier. Yeah, because it's so dumb. I you know I had that on the background today. It was on Fear yeah. Fest. Yeah, yeah. I had Resurrection. But on you'd it. watch it beforehand, right? I mean, yeah. like that's like I, I think Freddy's Dead is actually probably worse than Dream Child. Yeah, but I'd watch Freddy's Dead first because it's so stupid. <laughs> um, Saw. Saw five about Saw. Saw 5 sucks. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it, but I remember it sucking. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, let's do music here. Yeah. Johnny Kemp at number 10 with Just Got Pain, Friday Night. Yeah, I don't remember this. Be- Johnny Kemp. Yeah, he's an R&B singer. Johnny Kemp. Yeah. Um, 
the, number nine, Richard Marks, Hold On to the Nights. Ah. Hold on to, to the, the night. I like Richard Marks. Hold on to the memories. Um, George Michael Monkey. Don't know this song. I feel like I do. I know George. I think this was on his album that was really big around that time where they had like Faith and stuff on it. I had an aunt who was super into George Michael, had the cassette tape and would play it all the time. And then I had an uncle who played uh, Digital Underground Humpty Dance all the time. Sick. (laughs) Um, Do I know this uncle? No. Darn. No. no. Okay. Um, Yeah. I... I don't. I know Shock the Monkey. That's a good song. Yeah, that's Peter Gabriel. Ooh. You like uh, you like the original Shock the Monkey or like the cover by Cold Chamber better? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. About no comment. It. Okay. Uh, number seven, Chicago. I don't want to live without your love. Yeah, good song. Um, not Chicago's best. Ballady Chicago is hit or miss for me. Yeah. Okay. Hit or miss. So like, I like. Um, if you leave me now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like that song, but a lot of people really don't like that song. So I don't know. Like, it's it's a, it's a mixed bag for me. I like Chicago, though. This, sure. um, number six is, I'm trying to find if this was on the album. Like, one of the first albums, like, I begged to have. Um, Elton John, I don't want to go on with you like that. I don't want to go on with you like No, it's not that album. There was an album, an Elton John album, that had the, a song called Club at the End of the Street on it. And it was, like, the first song. Hmm. Club at the End of the Street and Paula Abdul Opposites of Tracks are like the first songs that I remember as like a kid. Nice. Like really like grass. I'm like, these are like, I love this. It's, it's a banger. I like music now. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> and these are the two songs I love. That's funny. And then as I got older, like um, people were like, yeah, that, that shit from Elton John sucked then. Like that was like his worst stuff. You're like, oh, really? <laughs> uh, um, I heard Opposites of Tracks in a store of some sort. Like it was like yeah. Michael's. Yeah. Like the crafting store. Yeah. I thought about MC Scat Cat. MC Scat Cat, yes. Yeah. Great video. Um, number five, Gloria Estefan, one, two, three, plus one. Nah, I got nothing there either. Yeah. Trent Tent Darby, sign your name, number four. Trent Darby, he's saying, wishing on a wishing well. I remember that was his big hit. Okay, yep, yep. This is a good song. Uh, number three, Eric Carmen, make me lose control. Baby, baby, turn that radio up yeah, 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 to good. the sweet song. Eric Carmen's pretty good. Yeah. He did uh, Hungry Eyes. He did. Which is a killer yeah. song. Um, number two, Breathe with Hands to Heaven. No idea. Nope. Let's find this out, because this is the number two song in America in at this 88? time. In 88? In 88. At this time. Interesting. Um, yeah, Eric Carmen. Man. Hungry Eyes. Hungry. All right, so this is Breathe, Hands to Heaven. And let's see if I can get this to play here. Oh, no, it's an ad. I forgot. I canceled that old YouTube premium. So now i got to watch Chucky introduce. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, Chucky introduced his new new episode uh, starting tonight. Oh, now a Ziploc ad. Good. Now, Chucky's in the White House this season, right? This is, I watched the first episode. It's quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting crazy, crazy, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, good. So, eh, well. Oh, tonight I need your sweet caress. Hold. I know that one. Dark, nah. Yeah. And then the number one song in America, Steve Winwood, roll with it. Um, I love Steve Winwood. I don't love this song. Okay. But I love Steve Winwood. Yeah. We used to have um, we used to, uh, someone used to live in an apartment complex called the Winwood. 
That's right. And I used to go there. I, huh, Steve. Steve Winwood. Yep. Steve Winwood. Yeah. Uh, Valerie, you know. Yes. All time. Yeah. We are not here to talk about Steve Woodward. We should be, but we're not. We are here to talk about Bill Heinzman. Oh. Which is who we've decided is is the way you pronounce his name. You know, I mean, you know, uh, very slick. Yeah. Like Steve. <laughs> very seductive, like Steve. We are going to get into that. I know it. First time I've seen this movie. Uh, we Same. talked a little bit about it last week, and it clicked with me what this movie was. I think it's on... Either one of the documentaries that talks about the dead movies, Romero's sure. dead movies, or it's on like In Search of Darkness, that eighties documentary horror. Yeah. They're on their fortieth one. <laughs> uh, they're doing a nineties one. Fine. They've moved on no, from the eighties. Yeah. Ninety through ninety four. Yes. Fuck off. Why would they not go Sorry. <laughs> Why would they not go to ninety five? It doesn't because they want to stretch this thing because they're making shit tons of money off of it. These are good I will say this about that. I like that as background. It's um, great background, but yeah. like people are spending money on this on Kickstarter. But it's like it is. I'm kind of with you. They get two sound bites, yes, from people who worked in the movie, and they move on to the next thing. Yeah. I can't do it. It's, you know I want to love it. I can't. Oh, I don't want to get sidetracked. Anyway, sorry. I'll tell you about it after. Um, <clears throat> but I went. I remember this now. This is that weird, like not living dead movie that <laughs> is kind of a dead movie. Like it's related, like in some way. And I remember yeah. going, oh, I kind of remember this now. And then I started watching it. Um, I got it confused with the, uh, so I don't know if you remember, but, but you know, Night 68 has like, anybody can make, can release a copy of it. Yes. And there was a weird, like, some weird version of Night of Living Dead that came out with like, extended scenes. Okay. That they like shot. Was this was this also like a colorized version? No. I remember the colorized version. I have it. It's yeah, I had hilarious. I think I, I got that from a family video. Anyway, yeah. But this was like this company that was like releasing this DVD was like, we're gonna shoot new scenes for Night of Living Dead to like I don't know, release like the unra- like the it was ridiculous. Some marketing thing. But they shot scenes with Bill Heinzman in makeup. <laughs> As like these like inner like these like scenes of like Bill Heinzman's zombie doing stuff. Yeah, it's like cut into the film. It's terrible, and but he like clearly is like significantly older than than he <laughs> like it's it looks awful. Like it's it's ter- Like I I hope I, I I'm gonna look this version up at some point so you can see a couple of these scenes. It it like it fits. It's so bad. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. So first time for both of us. Do you have a favorite movie like related to the Dead series that's not part of the core Romero series? I mean, I would count Return. Return for me because of Russo's involvement. I every time I see like clips from the remake, I go, I think I kind of love that 1990 remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. The, the not, it's it's a really 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 strong movie. It does very. It's so similar to the original in so many ways, which is fine and great. Yeah. But it does so many different things with the plot and like where the characters wind up and stuff. I really like that movie a lot. Yeah. yeah. But like in terms of um, 
Yeah, because that would t- that's 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 a good one. Return for me is probably okay. Like when I think of like tangential like like offshoots, yeah, that counts. I mean, yes, Russo was involved. He wrote the book. Yep, and the, and he worked on the script with Dan O'Bannon. And um, technically, it's kind of a sequel to right. Night because they mentioned the events of Night. Like, oh, that was a movie, but the real thing was, you know, so. Yeah, that one, I always think of that one. But Night 1990 is really good. Where does Flesh Eater fall? Now that you've watched it. There's worse. I, I would agree. I've seen two that I can think of right now that are like try to tie themselves to Night that are worse than this movie. Okay. Uh, The Dead Hate the Living. Okay. It's not good. Okay. It's got a killer song at the end, though, by some weird punk band. Is there a Sid Haig, Night of the Living Dead? Yes, 3D. <laughs> Okay. Also not good. Okay. Um, and Children of the Living Dead. Okay, I don't. Think, I'm not familiar with that one. Which try? Yeah, which tries to be kind of a weird sequel to this. There is a um, Day of the Dead, like a recent one, like Bloodlines or something that is so like, like the plot is so wacky. Um, I I can't remember the specifics, but I remember going, whoa, <laughs> um, it's terrible. And like, isn't there a Nick Cannon one? Like a Nick Cannon. Day of That's the Dead? Day of the Dead. Yeah, it's got Ving Rhames in it, too. Ving is back in it, because I thought, like, at first, I'm like, oh, they made, like, a direct video sequel to Dawn. But it's not. No. That's a bad movie. <laughs> but then there's the one with with uh, Jonathan Shaq. Shaq, yeah. That, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, where he's, like, a weird rapey zombie, Yes, right? it's the rapey zombie. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I remember going, like, whoa. I didn't see that one. Not I saw good. Nick Cannon one's hilarious, but... Well, the Flesh Eater is kind of iffy. We might have to cancel Flesh Eater. We may have. This could be the last you ever hear of Flesh Eater. (laughs) After we get done with it. For better or worse. Uh, So what did you think of it? Oh, my God. General thoughts before we break (sighs) this plot down. Man. Um, Look, it's... Is it good? No, it's not good. Um, is Is it my kind of trash? Yeah, it is. Very much so. Um, I have... We'll get into it. There's a couple things I have issue with. Um, but I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to like get too yeah. in the weeds with it. Um, I'm just saying there's some problematic stuff. Um, but this is like... This is that mid to late 80s, just like low budget... Um, gratuitous TNA, which I don't need, but, like, it's part of the experience. It is. Uh, super ridiculous, like, plotless garbage character. Like, terrible characters. They're, like, no one has a has any sort of actual, like, humanity or, like, legitimate characterization about them. They're just people. <laughs> as soon as, like, the drift cat- in and out of the movie. As soon as you see the hair I pull up, like, two minutes into the movie and you see, like, 20 people get out of this a hair eye thing. It's hilarious. You're, you're like, I'm not gonna get to know any of them. Like, no. They all look the same, too. Like, they all look the same. <laughs> Every, there's, can I, there is so much denim. Yes. Everybody's wearing a denim jacket yeah. and jeans for yeah. the most part. And, like, they're all, like, literally, like, almost, like, I think every character is, like, a blonde woman, white woman, or a dark-haired white male. That's it. There's no, like, you can't, I don't know who is who, and I don't really care. <laughs> um, no, it's, like. It's You're like, here for Flesh Hater. Yeah, for the, and, and he delivers. <laughs> 
I don't know. It, it's a bad movie. Um, I can't tell you if this actually was like intended as some sort of weird sequel to Night. I guess it could be if you want it to be. We never see Heinzman's zombie get killed off in Night at any point. Well, that and like the way they bring the zombie back is like a way. I guess you don't we get doesn't he get burned? I don't think you see him. Anything okay. happen to him? I don't think. Okay. Either way, like they bring him, like he's been buried, and like yeah. raise him. So, like I guess you could make yeah. the case that, like, if he did die, yeah, that they just brought him back through whatever demonry they, whatever magics they possess. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. And that's part of it too, right? Is like the origin of the zombies and the living dead is never really like divulged. There's mm-hmm. that brief bit about radioactive satellite thing or something like that doesn't get touched upon again, right? But uh, it's never really explained, which is great. Um, so you, you, sure, it could be sat- Satanists, I guess. I don't know. Why not? Um, but <laughs> the, I don't like this movie is just a series of scenes that have no real connective tissue in all honesty. It's just set up the next group of people that's going to be killed by the zombies. Like the first like half hour, you're following a group of characters (laughs) and then they all get wiped out. Like (laughs) we'll get into it. It's a weird movie, but it's a ton of fun. I think. Yeah. It's a great like get together with a couple of friends have a beer or two or a glass of wine and just like laugh your ass off because it's so bad. It's bad. But, but it's, it's fun bad. bad. Yeah, so that's the thing is like... I... There's a gusto. Like there's not a gusto. That's not true. There's no ambition. But it's they're... not like trying to be bad. No, like they're making a movie. They're making a movie. It's pretty obviously a cash-in. Like there's yeah. some cynical stuff to it. But it's like, like you said, like they're not doing like wink-wink, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, snakes on a plane stuff. They are trying to make like a movie, like a Like a zombie movie. movie. Like a yeah. Little, yeah, like a zombie movie. Um, And they're trying to put some gore in it, yeah. some kills, some scares. There's a couple of decent effects in the movie, but- uh, There's some good effects. I like it's the effects. It's not good. <laughs> the, movie, the movie is, I'm with you, is I loved, this was a great- It's fun, right? Fine. Bless, and I want to say this in this world where we, like, we talked about lost- media at this point bless Tubi for putting this up bless uh, some of these bless um vinegar syndrome actually has put together like a blu-ray 4k release of this yeah with like special features and stuff bless that company um for a lot of the stuff they do because um we need trash to stick around forever flesh eater lives flesh yeah i i do get a little bit worried like we're gonna see some of this really trashy stuff go away from like the 80s and i want it to live forever <laughs> it's this is what people people need this kind of stuff in their life absolutely like, not everybody this is not forever flesh eater is not for everybody no but but, but if it's it, if you're listening to this podcast and you've not seen flesh eater pause this right now come back and listen to us break down the plot because i think you should watch flesh eater on tubi i agree like <laughs> if you have the stomach for you're listening to horror movie yearbooks, so you have the stomach for most of it. But like, yeah. there's some pretty sleazy nudity, and yeah, just be ready for that. I guess. Let's break this plot down. Oh, okay. This is a plot. So as five you know, minutes later. Well, that was good. As you know, the I like to copy and paste from Wikipedia. What's the best? Uh, it's very easy. 
IMDb used to be like the king of synopses, yeah. but it's not. No, it's it's hit or miss now. It um, is. Yeah. This is obviously like so <clears throat> when we get in, when we do the bigger movies, you could tell they've been edited to like like the grammar's been edited like to make sense as like yep. a synopsis. This one feels like it was written by one person and not edited. <laughs> so, but like I said, God bless the person who wrote the synopsis on Wikipedia for this. It's impressive. Movie. So, the film starts with a group of kids taking a hayride in the hayride in the country on Halloween. They pay the local farmer to take them to a secluded area of the forest. The kids arrive and begin drinking, telling the farmer to come back after dark to pick them up. As the party wears on, the group separates to find their own little love nest. Mm. Let's talk about the cast again. Like you said, um, they were so none of these people did anything else except one guy. Think did another like Tales from the Dark Side episode. I want to say okay. Um, <laughs> right, riding high off the flesh eater. There was uh, uh, there was another guy who had he did a couple of like Car- or not Car- uh, Romero related stuff. Okay. That's how, kind of how they knew each other. Um, but most of these uh, they were like models. They found Heisman found through a modeling agency. His quote was, "I don't know if they'll be able to act, but they'll look good." Um, his daughter is in the movie. They come later. His wife is in the movie. The denim. You mentioned the denim. So much. Those were the um those were their clothes. Like they did not provide like a wardrobe on this. Those were just like the people's clothes. What happened another thing that happened was <coughs> the movie started filming in like September. And okay. then that got delayed for a while. So then they ended up having to start filming again in like the winter. So like so sweet. Yeah. So they got they got a bunch of money through just distributors and stuff. Um we do get some nudity here. Um, some we get I think like we don't get any male like no butt no the, there's not a whole lot so for it's those just for who the, uh, yeah. appreciate the male form it's just for those who appreciate the female form there's a lot of breasts a lot of breasts there's, there's a full frontal later we, there's, that's there's when I want to get into the there's nudity there's some, some yeah other stuff Um, yeah a couple it's, has sex um, in the barn it's true uh, yep. in the, on the hay no, um, a roll in the hay. A roll in the. They literally have a roll in the hay. They sure do. I'm gonna ask you. Are you a roll in the hay? Uh, watched a friend of the show Gojo have a wonderful musical rendition, uh, and also friend of the show Madeline. Yeah. Uh, they they did uh, a song called uh, "A Roll in the Hay" together. Yeah. <laughs> so you have, yeah. Have, I've recently seen them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's the song. Yeah. That's, I don't think I would ever have sex on hay. Seems no. Itchy, right? uh, outdoor? You ever do the outdoor thing? Yeah. Don't need details. I'm just. Yeah. Okay. Same. <laughs> Three times that I can think of. But not. He just. It seems uncomfortable. It's all itchy. Why would you do that? I don't understand. No. Hey, is itchy. I w- would. you rather do it on the ground, like yeah. the dirt? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I to this day I, I will say the the hardest physical labor I ever had was not sex. Um, it, it was uh, I helped my uncle. Uh, oh like, yeah, load up hay, like hay for for his horses. He had three horses. Helped him load a truck bed of hay and then unload it. And not only is it way heavier than you really think. Yeah. Um, especially after you now hauled multiple bales um if you don't wear gloves you will itch and burn like so you like 
that is the last thing you want to happen after no. sex. And for many reasons. Yeah, because yeah. then you're questioning, what is it the hay? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the farmer has stumbled across a large tree stump, which he proceeds to remove with the help of his tractor. Under the stump is a large wooden box with an ancient seal telling not to break open the box. It the, says that? Uh, apparently this person on Wikipedia has translated... The runes? <laughs> okay. Thanks. Whatever yeah, whatever language is used. Somebody needs to put this Wikipedia guy in the watch list. Like, no. <laughs> the, the farmer breaks the seal and opens the box. Inside is Bill Heinzman, quote, flesh eater. So, wait a minute. I, this isn't Bill Heinzman in there. <laughs> Who proceeds to eat the farmer, making him a zombie in the process? Both- hey, hold on, <laughs> hold on, stop. No one eats anybody in this movie. That's just, these are vampires, essentially. Right. Yeah, so they are- They bite necks. These are, so they're zombies in this movie, but they're closer to ghouls, right? Yeah. So that's the thing with the original night is, like, originally they were meant to be ghouls, correct? Yeah. And then they beca- started being referred to as zombies later on, but yes. zombies at the time were more- like, they became the modern zombie because that's what people started calling them. They just went with it. Right. But zombies at the time were more connected to voodoo. Yes. Like, stuff like white zombie and um, and like that. Yes. So these were more ghouls. And I think this is more of a ghoulish yes. type creature as well. It feels zombie-ish to me. Like no, I'm with you. 90% of the time that they bite somebody in the neck and then the person becomes mm-hmm. another zombie. There's maybe one or two instances of somebody being kind of, like, chewed up, but it's pretty rare in this movie i don't know yeah. i think this is a uh we're still gonna talk about the nudity later i promise but i think it's a good place we'll to, to talk about bill heinzman hey okay i because met bill you have met bill i, I wanted to bring bill. him up here because boy does he let the scene breathe like i was he he films this guy clearing the entire thing off and i'm like about two minutes later I'm like is, is the scene still happening this is going yeah, on yeah i had the same thought it's what we call padding Yes. Or filler. So, um, so tell, you met Bill. Yeah. I, did. I think you've told the story, but tell it again. I met him when I was, I think, I was elementary school age. I don't remember exactly how old I was. Um, and it was my first convention ever that I ever went to. My dad took me. It was Motor City Comic Con. And I had seen Night of the Living Dead at this point. I was a big fan. I had not seen Dawn yet. I didn't know Dawn existed. This is okay. pre-internet, everybody. Like there was no way of knowing. I didn't. I didn't. Like the thing is, like pre-internet, we really didn't have a concept of like. For the most part, of like directors having multiple movies, like there was no right. like. I didn't like. I knew George Romero directed Night because I could read the back of the VHS tape. But how would I find out what else he did? There was no. You couldn't go look it up. There was no way to do that. So, um, I was a big fan of that. Night at the time was my favorite movie, and um, we were at the convention. I was walking by, and I met John Russo, uh, producer of Night. Uh, and you know, I saw like the posters and stuff. And my dad goes, "Oh yeah, he's the producer." He kind of like filled me in on who everybody was and stuff. And so I got John Russo's autograph. He autographed the inside of a cover of the Return of the Living Dead novelization for me. Yeah, which he wrote. I don't have it anymore, which is a bummer. But 
Um, I got a vial of of dirt from Evans City Cemetery, um, where they shot Knight. And then I saw Bill Heinzman. I went, oh my God, that's the zombie. He's the first one. I was so excited. And I said, Dad, can I get his autograph? So I have an 8x10. It's my first autograph ever from anybody. It's like up there on the wall. I'll never get rid of it. And uh, he was very sweet. He was really cool. I think he was kind of taken aback by the fact that there was like a kid, like a little yeah. kid that I think it's become more acceptable as the years have gone on that like kids can watch horror. Well, especially something like Night. I think Night is. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's, safe. Yeah. Um, and uh, but <laughs> no, was, you would up go like, oh my God, it's the flesh eater. You're the flesh eater. Yeah, I've seen your stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he, he uh, I've got my, my picture and he signed it. Uh, I'm coming to get you, Willie. Yes. Love that stuff. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, very cool stuff. Anyway, so that Bill. Bill was a nice guy. Very nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a uh, still photographer with Leighton Image, which was Romero's commercial like yeah. production yes. company in the 60s. Yeah. Um, he became a cin- cinematographer there as well. He was also one of the initial like investors on Night of the Living Dead. Um, yes. He, he put some money up for it. He was also tall and... Owned a suit. Yeah, he's like six, six foot two, I think. Yeah, or? six two, six three, I think. Yeah, yeah. big boy. Um, so Romero put him in front of the camera. He put him in as the first zombie you see in that movie. So what's crazy is too, like, like it's like I real quick. Yeah, no, you're good. Heinzman's not just the first zombie you see in that movie. He is obviously, but like Heinzman's the first modern zombie. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's it goes be like obviously no one knew how important that would wind up being but like when you think of the, the word zombie you don't think of voodoo stuff anymore you think of like dead guy that eats people yep that's it Heinzman was the first on screen ever period that was it there was no like there was no precursor to that so it's crazy to me yeah you can see why he was like let's cash in on this <laughs> so yeah so um, Romero put him in front of the camera. Uh, he was a crew member on There's Always Vanilla and Season of the Witch, kind of yeah. those in-between yep. movies of Romero. Um, he was a cinematographer on The Crazies. I was going to say, he worked on The Crazies, yeah. Yep. Um, he directed um, a slasher movie called The Majorettes with um, Russo. Yep. Um, he didn't realize how popular that character had become. He went to a convention. He was visiting Russo at a convention um, in the 80s, and fans started to recognize him. Mm-hmm. And that's when he went... I should make a movie. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, I should make a movie. And maybe about the, the zombie character, the uh, the Flesh Eater. Night of the Flesh Eaters was a working title for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where he got the name. He sent pictures to Romero and Russo, and they sent him cease and desist letters back. But he ignored them. I don't think there was a lot of ill will. They were just like, no, don't do this. Um, <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, he claimed the script made it clear it wasn't the same character. Um, he also didn't think they had ownership of the character. The night rights are all over the place, as you know, because of all of the different um movies we've talked about that are related to them. But distribution is the thing that's the issue with that movie. I okay, think. so like distribution, like anybody can, like you and I can. Yeah, do a because it's public domain is what yes, it is. It's public yeah. domain, right? But I don't know about how that would work with. Like a sequel? I don't know. Or like a direct... So I think that's why he said it's not the same character. The script made it clear. He looks a lot like the character. It's the same character. It's the same character. But he also said, like, I was an investor. (laughs) I put the money up. Yeah? Yeah, so there you go. Um, Hey, 
hey, don't hate the player. He had equipment from his career uh, making educational film. Um, he claimed the movie made him a lot of money. Magnum wanted him to make a sequel, and he's like, I don't have an idea for it yet. And then like he later on down the line, he had an idea, and they're like, yeah, we don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> and we're good. He, he never directed another movie after this. He did some cinematography work after. Um, and then he always claimed he wanted to make another one, but he passed away from cancer in 2012 is when he passed away. Okay. So. Yeah, I think I met him in, it would have been, God, <sighs> probably like, it was mid-90s. Okay. Yeah. Back into the plot here. Two of the kids who retreated to the barn for some alone, for alone time are killed by the flesh eaters. As the flesh eater is killing the kids, two of their friends walk in and see what's happening and they run outside to warn the group at the party. Inside the barn, the kids who are attacked become zombies and head out of the barn for fresh victims back near the party. And one of the girls is attacked in the woods by zombies. It tears a chunk of shoulder away, but the girl is saved by her boyfriend, who hears her scream? Who hears her screams and tackles the flesh eater? Notice there's no names. Yes, absolutely not. No, <laughs> so sweet. Um, some good gore in this movie. Yeah, um, I read that they used peanut butter, rice krispies, and pink grapefruit um, to do, do, the, do the brains. Uh, they also used pig butts, uh, pig guts at one time, and Heinzman actually bit into pig guts and got kind of sick. I I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. What do you look for in a movie when you've been drinking? That's what I wanted to ask you. Oh boy. Do you have a go to like a certain go to? A go to like type or a go to movie? Yeah, like a go to t- both. Well, I don't know. I mean, like when it comes to horror, so I want to laugh. This is a the reason I say that, I think this we agree this is a good drunk movie. This is great. A good, yeah. It's great. Yeah, like I was not drunk when I watched it, but I wish I was. <laughs> Um, I look for stuff like the burning. Okay. I want some sleaze so I can go, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want the gore so I can be like, oh, look at this, look at this shit. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. And I want the, um, the, the, I want the performances to be less than stellar. Okay. So I, but, but earnest. Like I want them to be like, they're, they're really trying their best. Okay. So, and this ticks all those boxes. So, for me. so basically, you don't, you're, I think you and I are alike in that you don't want to watch something that's want to watch, but you don't want to watch a good movie. Like, no. Or like no. one of your favorites. No. You want to watch kind of, well, maybe one of your favorites. Well, but, it depends. I guess it depends on your taste, but. You don't want to get drunk and watch, I don't know, like, do you get drunk and watch The Thing? No. Yeah. No. I want to watch, um, I don't want to watch anything plot heavy. Exactly. Yep. Um, it's basically background noise in a lot of ways because, yeah. um, you know, I want to be like commiserating with, you know, my fellow <coughs> viewers, I guess. Yeah. Um, like the Friday the 13th are perfect for that. Yeah. You know, cause it's got everything I just said. It's got some sleaze. I don't want to watch like big blockbusters either. No, Ooh, no, I don't No, No, no. Because they're gotta, too long. For me, it's got to be that low budget. Yeah. Yeah, I like the lower budget stuff. There's, like, when it comes to horror, it's got to have that. I always think of the burning for that, like, because it's just sleazy and, go- like, the performances are goofy. Yep. And um, the burning's not the best example, but that's the first thing I could think of. Like, it's a little slower than I would like for 
a drunk movie. Right. But um but slow allows time for a little bit of conversation too. I'm looking so. at a couple that are actually I think really good right over your yeah, shoulder. Okay. Two Carpenter ones, I would say Big Trouble and They Live are great, really great. Great options. Yeah, 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 for sure. We did They Live. Yes. Uh in the garage. I think it was my my dad came for that one, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because those aren't those aren't classic Carpenter movies. No. Well, well, you know what? I take that back. I don't know. I that was a bad are. that was a bad call by me. But they're not they're not um they're they're, they're a little not, sillier. They're not like Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Or Halloween or like I don't want to drink and watch Halloween. Right. I just don't like that's not that funny to that me. That was on uh, I just want to say this real quick. That was Joe Bob was on uh AMC last night. Um ah, and he yeah. did he did Halloween, which But it's not like the it's not like the shutter, but I just want to say this: like I can't, I didn't like sit down and watch Halloween again, like, but I had it on. And I'm like, man, I could have this movie on in the background like 24 seven. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> like, There's no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, it's got to have some silliness, some goofiness, some bad acting, some TNA because that's always funny. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's always that's always part of the the you know yeah whatever. Anyway. Uh, the remaining kids retreat to the old Spencer's farm, a disused farmhouse in the woods. They proceed to nail up the windows and doors. They manage to phone the police, but the call is cut short when a zombie outside rips the phone line out. So these zombies, like, they'll rip phone line out. They will use weapons mm-hmm. in this. That's why I say like They I do that in the original night, too, though. Oh, you're right. They use bricks. <coughs> uh, I think a, a phone line gets ripped out in the original night. Mm-hmm. So... Uh... Not the same zombies, not the same character. I don't know there, Bill. Meanwhile, the two kids who escaped from the barn have caught up with the group who refused to open the doors in case of an attack. So the kids hide in the basement and lock the door. Upstairs, the girl bitten in the shoulder dies and returns as a zombie. Just as she gets up, the zombies outside break in, and the remaining group are slaughtered, each becoming a zombie and heading to the woods for more victims. Um... Yeah, well, we're still like we're still like first act kind of, I guess. I don't know. I mean, look at this point, you know, all the characters we started with are dead, dead. Yeah, and now we're just going to be introduced to a like one scene after another of new characters who will now be dead. That's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, is the joy of watching a bad movie like this mm. is um because it's a bad movie, you don't really know where they're gonna take it. Because no, I remember like watching yeah. this and going like what's happening what next yeah. then we're in the city like <laughs> two scenes later i'm like oh that's right this is a bad movie like they don't really know what they're doing no. but that's kind of the fun it is yeah it is <laughs> yeah um budget started for this movie it was shot around picture uh pittsburgh mm-hmm. started around sixty thousand. um ballooned up after bill um took a pause from filming and then started shopping it around to distributors i think it ended up around two hundred thousand. Mm. um they just Mostly volunteers. Um, they use um, supplies from a TV movie that one of the actors had worked on before. Uh, that was just like hanging around in Pittsburgh. A college allowed them uh, to use the media center that doubled as a newsroom. Um, and then the animator. Remember the animated sequence at the beginning, of the intro. Yes, the flesh eater. Yes, that was um, Rick Ketazon, who did the uh, I believe he did the Creep Show. Animation. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing <clears throat> that seems right. The one thing I want to say, <clears throat> sorry, very phlegmy, um, about it's that time of year. <clears throat> Tubi, they put a skip intro button. Oh, why? The opening credits, and that kind of irritated me. I'll be honest with you. 
skip intro is meant for shows that have annoyingly long, like the Marvel shows. Like yeah. I don't want to see the stupid Marvel thing. Yeah, or um, I like told you I've been finishing up Star Trek Enterprise, and if you hate that sound, the theme song, it's got a very annoying theme song to some people. I think it's skip wonderful. It. You can skip it. Um, not to this. This is like opening credits of a movie. It, it sets, is. It sets the mood. Thank you. I don't even honestly. I don't skip TV opening credits either, but. I usually oh, don't. But you have to skip the AI ones so you can take a stand. Ah, uh, that's what you gotta do. I learned that. Are they? Are there more than just the one? The Secret Invasion one? Yeah. Uh, probably, but people people don't know about them, so they don't really. Care. People only get riled up if they like. I like yeah. the AI. The claim that it was like, oh, the AI thing was on purpose because it was like yeah. the scrolls. There you go. Love that. I love that. Good job, Bob. Uh, they put an ad in the paper in this movie, too. Um, if any local people had a barn, they could burn down, which they do at the end of the movie. Holy smokes. All right. That's classic. This next paragraph is where we're getting into the good stuff. Oh, boy. A police car then turns up at Spencer's farm, responding to the cut short phone call. The police officer is attacked by a group of zombies and left for dead. The kids in the basement open the door and see the body of a policeman. They take his gun and kill his half-remaining zombie corpse and escape into the night. Some of the zombies find their way onto a residential street where they proceed to eat a local family, Bill Heinzman's <laughs> wife and daughter, I believe, yep. inside their home, turning them into zombies in the process. Do the two kids find a local stable, a lot of stable, like a lot of, a lot of like farm yeah. stuff, uh, where they try to warn the owner about the coming attack. He goes inside to find that his wife has become a zombie. More zombies appear, and the man is cornered and eaten alive, and kids flee again. We get... Um, so... It doesn't mention this here, this Wikipedia guy. We get a shower scene, a very oh gratuitous my. shower scene. It's a lot. At this point. It's like right after we kill those kids, we see full frontal shower scene with a young lady. Yep. <laughs> it goes on. Uh, one could say it was more filler. I think that... It certainly was, yes. It was selective, yeah. So, okay, I want to talk about the nudity a little bit here. Because e- beginning, like, we get nudity very early in this movie. And I went like, okay, like it's, it's supposed to be a group of like horny people. Yeah, that's fine. In the woods, you're gonna see some nudity. I and by the way, we are not prudes. I will. No, I don't look like like, I don't have an issue with nudity. I don't care. Like, if if any nudity, if the people are being paid to do the scene, right, and they are comfortable and consenting to the scene, I'm. That's not my honestly. I'm. It's fine. Like I've. Nudity is nudity. Um, I have less of an issue with nudity than I do with a lot of the violence in movies or language in movies, honestly. Like, yeah. At least with nudity, most of the times it's like a natural thing. Like, yeah. It's the human body. That being said, <laughs> in this particular film, we have a, like a writer, director, producer, uh, financer, <laughs> actor, star, really, um, who has positioned himself... Yes saying it weird uh yes okay anytime a naked or half naked female actress is being killed by a zombie who's doing the killing it's it's uh every time it's 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 the flesh eater it's bill heinzman quote unquote the flesh eater as this wikipedia page called it and just pointing something out Yeah. yeah there's a lot of zombies in this movie but only one is Attacking all of the nude or semi-nude yes. females in the movie. And then there's a particular scene where a fully naked actress is attacked on a bed. 
by the flesh eater himself. And I just want to say it was what it was for me until there was a fair amount of a little handsy. Very. Yeah, a little handsy. He's a zombie. Zombies aren't thinking like that. No. That felt very... Felt like an ad lib? A <laughs> little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Um, I don't know the situation. I don't know. But... Maybe there was a character reason. Felt a little... Stop. <laughs> yeah, it was character driven, Tim. Um, It felt a little bit icky. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I can't speak for anybody involved. The whole scene is very awkward because it's very long. Um, and that's Too why long. I wanted to bring it up because I, there is a certain point where you go, okay. It's a sex scene, but the zo- penetration yeah. is a zombie eating the person. Now, speaking of sex scenes, there's a very there's one in the beginning of the movie that I want to talk about real quick. Okay. Because they're not actors. So, and, right. And they don't have like, at first, like they don't have a, like, a, like they're doing like weird, like, Kind of like mouth kisses, is like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of like uh, they're kind of, and then all of a sudden, like, because the scene goes on so long, like it almost feels like they started to get into it. <laughs> they're like, okay, and because they're not very good actors, it's not so bad. They're not very good actors. So you could tell, like, they're kind of into it. <laughs> it makes it kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> it gets a little soft, Corey, for a second. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, that was another thing I wanted to. Bro- <laughs> yeah. There's some ickiness here and there. Some ickiness here and there. So if you are. Uh, but hopefully everything was uh, run by. That's all I care. If if everybody's good with it, I can't okay. confirm. But hopefully, hopefully everything was good. Um, the wife was on set, but she died. Um, this next part is a little bit uh, <laughs> not in real life. Um, they find a large barn where a Halloween party is being held. The kids try to warn the group about the undead, but they laugh it off as Halloween nonsense. Soon the zombies arrive and slaughter the partygoers. The two kids who survived the basement find a hiding spot inside the framework of the barn. Back in town, the police are assembling a posse after hearing of the officer who was killed at Spencer's farm. As daylight approaches, the posse have arrived at the woods. They find zombies emerging from the woods and proceed to kill the creatures. They proceed through the woodland, killing zombies as they go through the woodland. I like that. Um, <laughs> sounds like sounds like a Disney movie, like like Bambi. Uh, the posse arrive at the barn, and the partygoers are all zombies. The posse kill them as the zombies come out of the barn. This uh, description is really going on here. The two kids hiding in the barn hear the gunshots and think they are saved. They exit the barn and are shot on sight by a sniper, the same actor who shoots Ben in Night of the Living Dead. Now, um, this part, this this section of the film has a lot of similarities to Night of the Living Dead. I want to go back real quick because I skipped over my favorite character in the movie, the guy oh, no. who's... What's that? I said, oh, no. Uh, the guy who is uh, dressed up as like a uh, martial artist who then proceeds to... So sweet. He proceeds to, proceeds to do martial arts. Uh, <laughs> so either like... He's like one of those guys that like won't shut up about how he's like a white belt or whatever. I like to think he was like a local karate instructor. Yeah. <laughs> like in the in whatever Pittsburgh suburb they were filming in. Mm-hmm. And he was like really insistent, like, can I just can I can this be be part of the character? Like yeah. can I just can I bring this to the 
to the table, like annoyingly to where like they were like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, the flesh eater's gonna get you, but yeah, all right, gonna get you, gonna get you, the flesh mm-hmm. eater's gonna get yes, you. Yes, exactly. Um, what do you think of all the uh, the posse scenes that go on forever? <laughs> it's another padding now, thing. There's yeah. no, there's no, the, Tim. There's no, there's no script here. There's no plot here. It, it, this is a showcase for Bill to get back in costume and. <laughs> Which we all want to see. Yeah, we want to see it. I mean, we want to see all, all of it, but uh, <laughs> we want to see, you know, see our, our, our apparently glorious, you know, zombie hero, you know, devour obnoxious characters. And uh, unfortunately, you can't do that for 90 minutes. You've got to have things happening beyond that. Yeah. Um, and so we get scenes like this, which is just like goes on and on and the problem is like there's moments where they are able to pull off pretty solid special effects i was gonna say that's why it works though too is because like like you it does go on forever but then every once in a while it snaps you back and you go oh that's kind of cool yeah they have a cool effect here or there yeah for sure like a cool squib that goes off or like a prosthetic head whatever but like most of it is just people falling over with blanks or shot in their general direction. I read somewhere Bill Heinzman like shot himself in the foot with a blank. I heard set. that and I heard um the double for his daughter's angel zombie girl yeah. character. A squib went off on her head, yeah. the double's head and it like hurt the person. Oh good. Yeah. Good. It wasn't his daughter, but you know, he still hurt the person. Um anyway, so no, this is filler stuff. This is stuff that they need to pad out runtime. I mean, it's got to be a feature. So <laughs> let's throw in 10 minutes of... You ever tell how sweet this would have been though? you rent this from the video store? Like here? I would have been... Like, so if this is a movie I had seen... Like, not that I'm not into it, because I am. But um, <laughs> if, this is a, if this is a movie I had rented from the uh, horror section at Bally Video Superstore... I would be smitten. Would you be like, this is a hidden gem? You'd be yes, like, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Um, because I rented a handful of those back then, and I was like, "I've I've discovered something." Yeah, I can't even think of one off the top of my head, but but then there were some where I rented, and I went, "Oh no, yeah. I have I have I've gone too far." Do uh, you- Burial Ground is the one I always okay. I remember renting that movie and being like, "Sweet, a new zombie movie," and watching it and going, "I don't think I should be watching this." Yes. Yeah. Like this is not. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. For, too much. I had a buddy who, for some reason, this popped in my head too when you were talking about that. But he was like super stoked because I think he really wanted um, D. Snyder's Strange Land to like ah, rock, yeah. and they yeah. watched it. He's like, "I hate that this is the worst." Movie. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, back off. We're not. I'm not gonna take this. <laughs> my dad wouldn't let me rent D. Snyder's Strange Land. Yeah, he said it was too much for me. Yeah, which honestly. Probably, I guess. Probably was right at the time. It's not a very good movie, but no. We are getting to the end. <laughs> yes. The Posse. Remember the Mario Van Peebles movie, Posse? Um, throws all I the do <laughs> remember. I'm a big Mario fan, so. He did a, a movie called Sweet, uh, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song that was all yep. about the making of yep. that. Uh, his right. dad, I believe, was That's the right. actor in that. It's a fun movie. Uh, I like Mario Van Peebles. You're right. Yeah. What was the movie he was in? So he wasn't Solo. What am I thinking of? Oh, I can look it up. Oh, he was Solo. Soldier was Kurt Russell. Solo was Mario Van Peebles, I'm pretty sure. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Van Peebles family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, I guarantee you, this is the only Flesh Eater review that has talked for almost a minute about Mario Van Peebles. And I'm proud of that fact. We are the first and only people that will ever do that. Yeah. 
Uh, the posse throws all the bodies inside the barn and barricade it shut. They set it on fire, burning the remaining few bodies inside. This is uh, the whoever uh, answered that ad to burn down the barn. Made out. They got a bunch of money, I'm hoping. The... Um... The one effective moment in this in this whole movie, really, in terms of like actually like uh, truly works for me, is the um, the zombie moaning as the barn burns. Oh, oh actually, yeah, that was a nice touch, actually. Yeah, it reminded me of Romero. Like there was that the, Romero. Like he was always really good, and I think it's under like his movies are underrated and in, like not underrated. They're never underrated, but. His movies are kind of like the one aspect that's forgotten about them is like the humanity that he's able to add to the zombies, even though they are like clearly. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about like Bub or talking about like uh, uh, Big Daddy. But even like, like yeah, sorry. Continue. There's moments in the early ones before the zombies start to get smart, air quotes, like where you feel for the fact that that was a person who like used to be a person. Um, there's a moment in Dawn, you know, where th- that like I think he's in like a baseball uniform or something i was gonna i was gonna bring up the Hare krishna guy too that's another one because yeah. as silly as it is and there are like even like i always laugh at the escalator too yeah but as silly as that stuff it is like it is a reminder of their humanity they like people. what they were yeah, before. yeah, yeah yep. for sure um and so that i like the moaning the zombie moaning stuff in the barn because you're like oh there's like the zombies are being burned and and but like those were people at some point so and I don't want to get to, but like works. that is also a very classic horror ending. I was especially like a Universal Monsters type yeah. ending, which is burning down, burning down the it's a classic. One mil- yeah. yeah, 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 with the monster inside. Yeah, yeah. The posse thinking they destroyed all the zombies at home. A few days later, a police officer is checking out the remains of the barn when he is attacked by the original flesh eater who kills him and begins the outbreak. All over. I mean, <laughs> hey, you can't keep a good flesh eater down. Uh, of course, he goes out as the. You know, <laughs> you gotta have one last good scare, I guess. Um, so yeah, this was released on VHS. Uh, Bill Heinzman he claimed it made him um a lot of money. The special effects we talked about this were uh, Jerry Gurgley who did Babylon Five, um, which I actually has some good makeup effects, and the remake um of My Bloody Valentine. He also did that. He, the he did Jensen Ackles. One? Yeah, he did some like effects work after this. Wow. Oh, that's um, sweet. So yeah, it was. Yeah, that uh, uh, legacy wise, I don't know how much of a legacy it has. It obviously has a following. They've put it out on like some sort of physical media. So I think it's I think it's worth a watch if you're in the right frame of mind. This is a this is not a. Uh, it's not a sit at home alone and watch this thing and try and like enjoy and absorb it. That's not the best way to watch it. Right. Um. This is a, a a fun group feeling. Just be aware that, uh, and I, I just like I feel it's worth mentioning again. Is there's there's some stuff that's a little skeevy in this, and not in it's like a sleazy a, movie, not in a fun sleazy way all the time. Like right. most of the time, yes. But there's a couple moments where I go. There are some. I will say there's some hilarious line deliveries to like. It's insane. The first like ten minutes, I was rolling because nobody delivers a line correctly. Like a person. Like I'm not saying I would be a good actor. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend I would be. But I know how humans talk. These people have never heard humans talk. You know who would like this movie? And it just popped in my head. I'm going to ask him. I'm actually going to ask him in the Discord if he's ever seen it. 
is Dave Steele. He might have. Yeah. I feel like he would enjoy this. Dave would appreciate this one. I think so yeah. too. I think there's a couple people in our Discord that would appreciate this one. Yeah. 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 Because it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, once again, uh, like uh, if nothing else, Flesh Eater is 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 uh, living undead proof that to be. I mean, they giveth. They don't taketh away. They <laughs> no, giveth. They just giveth. They just give it. No, because they don't take away any money. Either. No, it's great. You've got to watch like 90, like 90 seconds of ads that are randomly thrown Who in. Who cares? <laughs> it actually spices things up. I don't mind it too, <laughs> because I like to get up every once in a while. Yeah. Stretch the legs out, go take a pee. I took a pee break during this show. <laughs> Change my kid's diaper. Yeah. yeah Why doesn't it tell us where I took the pee like, break? Like, hey, kid, kid, I know you're yeah, crying. Yeah, you got to change diapers, dude. Yeah, I, you're crying over there. I got to watch the flesh eater here do yeah, his yeah, thing. Yeah. I'll you get got, to you in a second. I got an ad break here in a second. <laughs> All right. I have done that. Like, I have the flesh eater is doing some groping. Just calm down. <laughs> I've hit the button, and I, I look like, uh, that that ad break is coming up pretty soon. I can take you take you back there in a couple seconds, but mm-hmm. just hold on. Smart, tight. you're smart. <laughs> you're a smart parent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, look. If anybody can appreciate uh the flesh eater and his and his appreciation of breasts, <laughs> it would be your son. Very true. <laughs> Very true. I mean, he gets it. Uh, yeah. I don't think I watched. I did not watch Sorry, the flesh eater with him. Um. I've watched I've watched some wacky stuff with him, but not the flesh eater. No, that's probably too much. Well, he wouldn't. He's not going to remember it. No, he's not going to remember anything. But I have toned down. You I need te- to start doing that, probably. Yeah. yeah, mostly because like the other day he was like looking at the TV, and I'm like, I know you can't like process this, but I'm like, I'm still like, I don't know. You don't need to be watching. But there's probably images that could be. Yeah, Maybe, I don't know. I I get it. I I did the same thing. Like, like I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, saw ten is or saw like five is on. Like, oh. how old is the little dude now? Six months. Yeah, that's where I started to question certain things. Like, yeah, me too. I'm. I'd watch some, most stuff still with 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 her in the room, but not everything. That's the thing. It's like if I'm watching, like, so like if Halloween is on cable, I would. I'm like letting it play in the back or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but like if like Saw or like. I would feel sketchy about that. Or like Hostel is on it. I'd feel sketchy about that. What am I doing? Yeah, 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 Yeah. for sure. I get that. I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, there's certain things I I would be fine with. Like, I'd probably even watch a Friday the 13th and I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Right. I would be like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I don't need the kid introduced to like screaming bear traps and shit. No. (laughs) No. I I think you're in the right mindset for that. Willie, what are we doing next time on this show? Oh my! What are we? Doing we talked. I just want you to know, we talked for an hour about Flesh Eater. I'm looking at the clock. That is impressive stuff. We talked more about Flesh Eater than the people developing Flesh Eater <laughs> talked about Flesh Eater. Um, no, uh, we're going to be doing a Murder Party. Yes, which is also on Tubi. Tubi. Uh, God, I, man, I can we get a, get a hold of the people at Tubi? Like, can we start a Tubi podcast? Yes. Like where we just discuss the wonder wonders of Tubi. Like pay me a little bit. Doesn't <laughs> have to be a lot, just a little bit. I've um, I've thought about like like maybe we should just like for the podcast just scroll Tubi each time we try to pick up a movie unless like we have really something we want to watch just scroll through Tubi and be like, "Oh, let's watch that." Yeah, yeah. If we ever get bored of just doing horror, we could start a show called Tubi or Not To Be. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. That's not, not too shabby, right? That's not bad. Anyway. I mean, it's it's kind of on the nose. But yeah. um, Murder Party from 2007. 
Um, this is, I believe, the the feature directorial effort of um, uh, Jeremy Solnier. So, Sol- is it Solnier? Solnier, yeah. Um, who did who, Green Room? Yes, Green Room and uh, Blue Ruin. Yeah. Uh, we are both fans of What's, his work. What is the last thing he did, though? I can't remember. Um, he did, let's see, do, 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 um, Hold the Dark, which I did not like. Okay. Um, that was with, uh, wait, did I not like that? Yeah, I did not like that movie. Okay. That was on Netflix, I believe, and it was with, um, Jeffrey Wright and Alexander Skarsgård. Um, he has a movie coming out. Called the Rebel, Rebel Ridge. Ridge yes. It stars Don Johnson, James Badgedale, James Cronwell. <laughs> sort of had I a mean, little cast I'm, there. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly interested in that. Um, yeah. So, uh, Green Room is one of my favorite movies of like the tens. It's insane. It's really I, good. Yeah. You and I saw that together in the theater. Yep. And we were both like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like there was no. I've never felt a movie was more unpredictable than that. That I can rem- like, I can't think of another one like that I've seen in the theater where I was just like, I was legitimately like, I I I felt myself doing this, like edging forward. You know, they always say on the edge of your seat, but like I legitimately was doing that because I had no idea what to expect next. And it's got the sickest headshot ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The best. We'll talk a little about Green Room next. For episode. sure. Yeah. So yeah, Murder Party. It's on Tubi. I think it's on some other stuff too. But go on Tubi. Support your Tubi. <laughs> Support your local Tubi. <laughs> Um, we will see you for that, and uh, we'll be closing out the Halloween, you know, yeah. the loose Halloween. It's it's turned into kind of like a weird Halloween, like a like a oddball oddball Halloween. It has. Yeah. When did we start? Haunt. Yeah, which is a that's a pretty straight pretty straightforward. Then we went Sleepy Hollow, and then we went the Crow, the Crow, and then we went this one, Flesh Eater. Yeah, we got we've gotten weird. Hey, yeah. it, hey. Dad brain. Yes. We got duo dad brain. This is great. <laughs> this is what this is the the beautiful content you get from two guys who are mostly just tired. Yeah. Um anyway, but yeah, please join us for Murder Party. We're excited to do it. And uh yeah, happy spooky season. Stay scared. Mm-hmm.